Thanks for listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast. I'm your host, Mike Luke, joined by Brad Alice from a secure underground location in Kansas City. Is this true, Brad? Tornado cellar. Uh, not quite. No, not quite. Uh, under my daughter's loft bed in her room because she fell asleep on the uh, couch next to where my home office is. So we, we no, moved it to her room. Problem. All right, well, we like that. Jose Roman already making fun of Big Mike Luke, and we are right there, Jose. I see what you did right there. I like it. And Brad Rich, another one. All right. Not, we'll be able to get to a lot of making fun of Mike, but first, Brad, school is in session. We are going to hand out grades now for the uh, uh, position by position. This is going to be a lot of fun. I nerd out on stuff like this all the time for football and for basketball. Um, oh, I didn't know we were doing both. I'm, I might be ill prepared here. Teacher, dog ate my homework. Oh, no, no. You're going to be all right. But first, we're Although going in, to. In reality, dog last night did eat a flip flop, my son's mouse, and tried to eat my uh, some my undergarments that fit my cup. It's not quite. Your dog ate your mouse? Like, not an actual live mouse. No, right? my the his mouse. Yeah. All right. Well, that's what we like to hear. All right. Well, that's good. It's better than a live mouse. No, it um, is. Yeah. All right, we're going to go football first, then we're going to get to basketball. Because um, basically the rosters are set now. We know pretty much everything. By the way, everybody asking, there is no update on Dylan Anderson's bike. Um, we're hopeful to find it, but there is absolutely no update on it yet, so we'll find out about that. But for, I right, can right. confirm Mike Luke did not steal the bike. Uh, seriously, I want him to stick around. I don't want him to leave. The last person that would do it. Now, I would. No, I you would return it, though, and, like, try to get a hug or something. With a tracking device, perhaps. Um, all right. So let's talk about Arizona football first, then we're going to get to hoop. Uh, we're going to go position by position right here. The find the bike movement is strong on Twitter. But position by position. Quarterback, obviously, is the uh, the biggest, the most prominent position on the team right now. I go and keep in mind, here's who you got. You've got uh, Jaden Delora, you got Noah Fafita, you got Braden Dorman. I go a solid B. Um, I don't know. I can't go, I certainly can't go A because there was far too much up and down with Delora, but it still is an above average unit, in my opinion, and something that Arizona fans aren't used to seeing all the time. No, I agree. I think it's a B uh, with the potential probably to be B plus at the end of the day, I think Delara has some limitations. Uh, obviously uh, when you get to Fafita and Dorman, you you're looking at again, another guy with some physical limitations in his height and with Dorman, just a lack of experience. So uh, not the most experienced group. Obviously uh, I think Jaden Delara is a, a above average uh, quarterback in the PAC 12 who has the potential to be, you know, top three or four in the league. Uh, if you can cut down on turnovers and make a few more big plays, it's it's a good position group and one that could be very good if some things break Arizona's way. Yeah, and it's kind of – it's weird. It's unproven depth, but it's also depth, though, that you also are intrigued by if it goes out there. How many times in the past have we seen an Arizona team where you're like, oh, we got Willie Tuitama, we're okay with that, but then it's Adam Austin or it's somebody of that ilk that – probably should be more of a scout team player. Now, again, we don't know what Noah Fafita and Braden Dorman can do, but we also there's also upside there that in the past with Arizona teams, we've also probably not been that uh, uh, been that sure on. I feel a little bit, let's say we have the situation where we had uh, Fish's first year. You lose Cruz, who again was limited. You lose McLeod, who uh, you know did some okay things. Um, and you went with Plummer. Again, I, Plummer's a good kid. Plummer has some talent, but Plummer's not a Pac-12 quarterback. Um, you feel a lot more better about going, turning the the reins over to Brady Dorman, um, to, than you do uh, 
Steve Hernandez right here. The great Steve Hernandez, a good referee in this town, by the way, says JDL is Patrick Mahomes. I do not go this far, Brad. What do you, what do you say? One, do not besmirch the good name of, of my Lord and Savior, Patrick Mahomes, like that. Um, no, JDL is, is is obviously not Patrick, but no one's Patrick Mahomes on this planet right now, with the exception of maybe Tom Brady 12 years or five years ago. Um but you know JDL does have some of that gunslinger mentality that that Mahomes does. I think Mahomes is a, a overall smarter player and right. one who just has a knack for making plays. Uh, that that might be like saying Kirk Creesa is Steph Curry. Um, Correct. It's it's the same thing. It's there's the same a little thing. bit of that moxie there, but at the end of the day, we're talking about there's nothing more though. Arguably the best player of his generation at quarterback and a guy who um, is top three in U of A history, maybe at quarterback. Running back. Another solid B, but if you were to ask me, is it a B plus or a B minus? I would trend toward a B plus right there, William. Um, Michael Wiley back, um, really good all-purpose back. Um, I think he's proven himself. Not sure if he's an NFL player, not sure if he's not an NFL player. But then Jonah Coleman, DJ Williams, who I'd like to see a little bit more of. You got Fam, uh, Speedy Luke in there as well. It's a nice unit. Not a great unit, but I think it's a pretty nice unit. It's an above-average unit. Yeah, I say BB plus. You've you've got depth. Um, you know, when you've got Williams, you've got uh, Wiley. You're bringing Luke off the bench as a, a gadgety role player. Bam. Jonah Coleman has shown some flashes. Um, you know, when Stevie Rocker's your fifth or sixth running back, that's not a bad unit. Um, right. Now, are they going to util- be able to utilize them? You know, are they going to get enough push up front to use them? Uh, frankly, will they just use them enough? Because I don't think they used Williams enough last year. But it's a uh, overall really good group of uh, of running backs and and have some variety you've got power runners you've got speed runners you've got uh, in between runners you know wiley's kind of combo so i i like the group um you know and i think the group has potential problem is i just don't know if they're going to get enough touches to to put up big big numbers but i think it's a group that's perfectly capable of being somewhere in that 4.3 4.5 yards per carry if you can get to five yards a carry even better that's an a group 21 right here. Uh, great. He says, we need to see more Speedy Luke. I'm at the point with Speedy Luke, fam, that we need to get they, – they need. I don't care how they do it, but there has to be 9 to 10 touches per game, Brad. Don't care whether minimum. that's – whether What's that? Min, min, minimum. 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 Right. Yeah. I want to see him getting carries. I want to see him being used in the slot. I want to see jet sweeps. I want to see bubble screens. I want to see Returning kick returns. kicks. Um, find him to get the ball in space with some blockers and, and see what happens. He needs what to be ball? a gadget player. I don't think he can do 15 carries a game, um, right. but I think he can do 15 touches a game. There's, there's And there's a difference there. Look how Oregon, and again, he's not DeAnthony Thomas, Kansas City, great DeAnthony Thomas, but um, that's kind of the template, though. Again, he's not as good because DeAnthony Thomas was a five-star guy coming into uh, college. and But four or five carries out of the backfield three to four catches, two to three returns. I also uh, I also push back on the theory that he's too small to return kicks. I don't know where this came from. I don't like it because small players generally return kicks. Yeah, you know, I mean, I understand because he, he's not just small, he's slight. And I get mm-hmm. that, but how many times do you see a kick return to get hurt? It's the guy's blocking. It's the guy's big right. gunners. And I don't uh, want Jacob Cowing returning kicks. No, I mean, Speedy Luke, and again, if I have my choice, I want him running back punts and not kickoffs, but I want him to see him, yeah, running back kicks. I mean, look at the, 
look at your great kick returners in NFL history with maybe except you Devin Hester who's a little bit bigger. I mean, right. again, I'm, it's your Chiefs drinking game. If you want to talk about the, the Brad Alice drinking game, Dante Hall of the Chiefs was 5'8". Um, look at the greats in Arizona history. Cedric Steptoe, those guys. Now, they were a little thicker than Speedy Luke. I don't know how much weight he's carrying. Um, but I'd much rather have him running back punts than I want to see him go run off tackle 10 times again. That's right. a greater propensity to get hurt for a guy his size. Yeah, and, and so that's where it's at, though. I need eight to ten carries minimum from him because, again, Michael Wiley, although he did do a really good trunk candidate impression against ASU, I don't fear Michael Wiley breaking things the way that I do when you watch uh, when you watch a Rayshon Speedy Luke fan. See, Wiley's the, the complete opposite back. Riley, Wiley's a guy you, ju- you do want to feed because you know he's going to get you four to five to six yards per carry. He's going to set up other things in the offense. And if you haven't been able to tell from the last couple of uh, podcasts, I've been reading articles this summer on sequential play calling, uh, most notably what, what Shanahan does, where he's going to have some plays that gain a yard because he wants to see what the defense does. He wants to see what uh, he can set up for later on. And Wiley's that kind of guy because, you know, he's not going to fumble the ball. Uh, he may not break many. And he, and he has some – he's been able to break quite a few. But Wiley's the guy I want – getting you you know four to five yards of carry dj williams and jonah coleman i want getting you those tough yards on short yardage speedy luke is the guy who i want to design plays for to break big um they all have different and that's again the beauty of this running back group they all have different uses and and different uh, abilities and let's utilize those to the best of our ability we have a very highly ranked unit coming up here but first bet mgm If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code PHNX. There's a few different offers depending on where you live. But for our Arizona audience, place your first bet offer and receive up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if it loses with BetMGM. Again, make sure you use bonus code PHNX. We've been telling you all from day one that take the over on Arizona at four and a half wins. The people have heard it, and BetMGM now has it at five and a half wins. Get in there while you can. Also, let's hear Shane Diefenbach with the disclaimer. Disclaimer, 21 plus to wager. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in Washington, D.C., Mississippi, Nevada, New York, and Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP-ARIZONA, 1-800-522-4700, Kansas, Nevada, 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts, 1-800-BETS-OFF-IOWA, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. All right. Now, by the way, uh, uh, we're going to get to Key and Burnett right there. Where is Zoom Diallo going? Not here. He's either going to probably Gonzaga or Washington. Arizona was never getting Zoom Diallo. They were never getting to Don Thomas. All right. Now, the wide receiver spot. This is an A with a possibility of being an A-plus here, William. Two all-conference players, Jacob Cowing, T-Mac. You get uh, Monta- uh, Montana Lamonius Craig. Great name, and I also think that he can play a little bit. Ex-four-star kid out of Inglewood, was Colorado's leading receiver last year. Then after that, you got Kevin Green, you got Malachi Riley. There's a lot to like here. My only thing that I want to see from Jet Fish is for him to use uh, more players in this and not just using three players. Yeah, and that was the big limitation last year. Now, again, I don't know how much of that's on Jed, how much of that is on uh, JDL locking in on guys. Um it's a good group. I mean, I think there's a lot of times where, uh, you know, the three young guys, uh, Riley, um, you know, Jones and, 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 and such would be Arizona's three best receivers. But the fact that they're four, five, six, 
right. is, is it's a deep you've unit. Got, you've got a couple walk-ons who are really intriguing, including uh, you know Haynes's kid. Um, so yeah, there's some potential there, uh, and there's some production there. I mean, Cowing is a, a, a thousand-yard guy. T Mac should be flirting with that. Lamonious Do you think T Mac's going to be a first-round draft pick? I don't know because I don't know what his top end speed is. And that's kind of the separation. Let's say that he yeah. runs a four, four, nine. Then, yeah, he's well, let's see what his production is. But if he, you know, if he's a 900 to a thousand yard guy and he's a four, four, nine at six, four, whatever, then yes, he's absolutely a, a first or second rounder. Yeah. But that we agree though. Arizona's got to play more than three wide receivers this year. I did. That was the only thing I didn't like about it last year. And I think it leads to injuries at two, because you got to remember Jacob Cowing, even though he's listed at, six foot or whatever he is. Jacob Cowling's about five, nine max. I mean, he's not a big dude and he's somewhat slight. Um, T-Mac, you can be out there the whole time. Uh, Lamonius Craig, obviously, but you, I think you are also at the stage now where Kevin Green is flashed enough. You've got to be able to get him on the field. Same with Malachi Riley to a lesser extent. Five, at least play five wide receivers there. That's all I asked for, Brad Alice. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And um, if not, you better utilize the tight end a lot more too. Right. Well, speaking of tight end, let's go to the tight end right there. So we agree, Brad, A A for the wide receivers. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I am going to go A for the tight ends as well right here. This is an interesting group right here. Tanner McLaughlin um, was a the epitome. If you want to talk about Jetfish scouting department or how they're able to find guys, Tanner McLaughlin is that dude. If he's an all-conference guy this year, it would not surprise me in the least. And at the same – then you've also got – Kean Burnett right there that I think is about to emerge as well. That's a nice little one-two punch. And then you got other guys like Tyler Powell kind of lurking around in the wings. I like this unit a great deal, William. I'm at, I'm at B with the potential to be an A just because right. we haven't seen Burnett do it. I like his potential. I like his, his ability, obviously. Um, I like some of the younger guys on the roster. Obviously, McLaughlin, but, you know, but I think they have room to utilize him more as well. So, yeah, I think it's a it, – it's the best group Arizona's had since the eighties um, when they had two or three NFL guys on the roster. At one Is it time. better than the Manamuliana lucky? Probably. And I'd have to look at the thing. I don't know. Did Richard Griffith overlap with uh, Manamuliana? But, you know, to me, the, the, uh, you know, you had that Blair Keel and, and, and back in the eighties and you had another NFL guy on that roster too. I couldn't remember now, but they were both used in the NFL. So Arizona's had some tight ends. It's just been a while. Right. Probably Gronk and anybody was, was the best group ever, but you know. But you only got about a year and a half out of him, though. I, yep. I'm going to go. With, I'm going to say it's the best unit since Manamuliana and Lucky. And keep in mind too, they weren't exactly prolific pass catchers. But you also got to remember though too, when you got a unit where you got Northcutt, where you got McDaniel, Brennan, there wasn't a ton to go around right there. But still, I agree with that. Edward Sanchez, welcome to the chat. Back the A, baby. Um, but I'm I'm kind of at that stage right there, though, William. I believe that uh, B plus A minus something in that group. But you're going solid B right now. Yeah, I'm going B with the potential to be A. All right. Brad, serious question. When was the last time you went to Circle K? Have you been there in the last 24 hours? Brad, be honest. Have you been cheating on Circle K? No, I just didn't I just didn't go anywhere yesterday. All right. But 
let's just say you want to see one of the all-time dons of the Tucson sports scene, the great William Brad Alice. Everybody knows William. William mingles with the people. You can find him at Circle K. Make sure you're not missing out on the great stuff. Right now, text PHNX to 31310 to join their SMS subscriber club and get a buy one, get one free polar pop. Head to CircleK.com slash store locator for details and a store near you. All right. Now let's get to hey, some. There's of these about an eighty percent chance I'll be there tonight at about five forty-five. All right, Brad Rich says right away. By the way, we don't like people with two first names. Brad Rich says, "Wouldn't that be three times at Circle K in the last forty-eight hours for Brad?" Brad, guilty as yes, charged, or yeah, it would. And you know I, what? I, you embrace it. I had three hockey games on uh, two hockey games on Sunday, and I've got. Uh, volleyball practice for my daughter tonight. So, yeah, we'll be at Circle K getting Gatorades or water. All right. Offensive line, I'm going with a B. Offensive line to me is weird because you have really good top-end talent here. Jonas Savanea is going to be a first-round pick. Um, I'm not breaking any news right there, barring injury. Jordan Morgan certainly has that potential. Very rarely do you see two offensive linemen with uh, first-round grades starting on the same uh, on the same team. As a matter of fact, I can't even remember the last time in U of A history that that's happened there, William. It's been a while. Been a long time. Yeah, I think it's a good group. I've got some concerns. I'm giving it a C-plus with the potential to be a B-plus. I, I worry about the depth. Still the depth is a problem because I think you got four guys that you can count on. You got yeah. Savanea, you got Jordan Morgan, you got Josh Baker, who isn't as good as them, but he's still solid. And I think Wendell Moe should be pretty good. But after that, you got a lot of question marks, though, especially a depth. Yeah. And uh, how healthy is Jordan Morgan? I think he's pretty healthy. Obviously, he's had you know quite a while to rehab from that. Brad, injury. he's a Morana kid. You should know this. You always have the scoop on Morana. Come on. Uh, you know, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not working for the paper up there or the town up there anymore. Brad, you don't lose your contacts. Come on. But um, so yeah, so you know, I don't know again how, but they got to round out. They got to find eight, and if they have eight, then it's going to be a really good unit. And if they've only got four and a half, then then there's some issues. Is but it's the best it's been in a while. Let's let's put it that way. It's the best it's been. I think ideally you want Robert Polito to get that other guard position right there. You know that I don't know. Do you really want three guys 19 and under anchoring your offensive line? I mean, he's really talented. He's got the size, but man, you already got two two second year players online. Do you really want another first year? I'd love for one of the younger guys to uh, or the more experienced younger guys to step up and steal that job. Is Sabinea potentially, and again, we're very early on. I like hyperbole. Um, does Sabinea have the best have the potential to be the best offensive line play uh, offensive lineman in U of A history? I don't I don't know. I mean You're not going that far, are you? There's been some, there's been some really great ones. I mean, Joe you were here for you were a baby for Joe Toffelmeyer. Correct. Um, you know, you got Evan Britton, you got Yusuf Scott. Um, I expect him to be better long term than Yusuf Scott. I love Yusuf Scott. I thought he was the best interior guard that I've or interior lineman I've seen here in my lifetime. Probably, but you know, you look at it. You know, Fina was the first rounder. Fina wasn't great at Arizona. He's very good. Um, you know, Glenn Parker was Glenn. was uh, Mulatalo. Um, that, there's some really good offensive linemen. So Brad Alice is saying no, Mike Luke. You are wrong. He will. I'm not betting be. the. I'm betting the odds. I'll say no, even though you know he's he's really good. He's really really good. 
All right, so you're going C plus. I'm going B minus on the line. We're kind of in that same route. Now, overall for the offense, then, I am going to B plus. I expect it to be a very, very good unit. I expect them to score a lot of points. The reason I don't have an A is because I still think Delora is a little too schizophrenic back there. I don't really trust him, even though he's good. I'm going to B plus. Yeah, B plus because we don't know what you're getting fully at the quarterback position, and we don't know what we're getting at the offensive line. I think your other offensive skill position players are among the better group Arizona, um, at least on paper, has assembled in in ten or fifteen years. All right, now <laughs> we'll get to we're going to the defensive side of the ball right now. A lot more questions right here on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, Tony Clifton asking, DeMond Williams uh, committing. Uh, Everything points to that right there, so fingers crossed. All right, defensive side of the ball. We call it the way we see it here on the AZ Wildcats podcast. You can back the A with still being uh, objective. On the the defensive line right now, I'm going a C-. You got some big bodies. You've certainly got some players that I think could play. Brad, I think we'll hop back in here in a second. That was unceremonious. But um, Brad, hop back in. But on the defensive line, you've got you've got you got size for the first time. You've got uh, you know a big uh, big Bill Norton. You got uh, Ty Ty Uyagalele. You've got uh, Tyler Manoa. Tyler Manoa to me is the one player that I think has some real po- intriguing potential right there. Tia Savea. Um, you got big bodies, but when it comes to rushing the passer, the only one that I look at and I'm like, all right, I think he should be able to get five sacks. It's probably Deuce Davis. There's a lot of question marks right here. Going into this, I'm getting a bit of a C minus, William. I'm going with a flat C. I would say if we're breaking it up into uh, interior and exterior, the interior defensive line is probably a, a, a B minus, and the uh, ex, you know, the the, the your your edge is probably a C minus. Um, there's some potential there, but there's not a lot of production. There's not a lot of sure things. I mean, they're, they're rolling the dice on a guy like Oren Patu. They're uh, going to be really counting on Taylor Upshaw. Uh, they need Taylor Upshaw to get them four sacks. They probably need Taylor Upshaw to get me eight sacks. I mean, I don't know if he's capable. That's what worries me. We need Hunter Eccles year. back. Yeah. Uh, I'll take freshman year Kylan Wilbon, who didn't did nothing the rest of his career. nine and a half sacks. Kylan Wilbon is a freshman, uh, you know. So yeah, so that's my concern. Um, you know, you're really going to be counting on Davis. You're really going to be counting on um, uh, Lane. You're really going to be count- again. Oren Patu did not put up big numbers at at uh, Cal last year, and they brought right. him in. Um, or you're going to be counting on blitz packages. Uh, but at least I, there's big, at least there's big players here now. I'll at least give them that. Yeah, you shouldn't get pushed around, but at the same time, again, if if you've got all day to pass, I don't care how good Arizona's young corners are, they're going to be in trouble. I expect uh, I expect Deuce Davis to lead this team in sacks. Um, he kind of forced his way onto the field a little bit. Uh, you watch him; he's kind of that angular bend player that Arizona really doesn't have. Um, he's still obviously small. I would like to. See, I'd like to see him. I, I think he's the one that has the most potential to lead the league in sa- or lead the conference in sacks. Th- or not the yeah, conference, the team, the team. Sorry, the team. yeah, I think you're right. I th- honestly, would it shock you if one of the interior guys ended up doing it too? Uh, and that's just that's more of an indictment on your ends than it is a, a benefit on your interior defensive line. Rich Carrillo. Rich Carrillo is a little more bullish on JDL than we are. 
Rich, I agree with everything you're saying right there. Luke and Alice, Delora will produce an A-minus grade. Jed now is a running game. I would just like to see there was a little bit too up and down. He was a little bit too up and down for me. Again, good, but I can't give him an A-minus right now. I'm squarely in that solid B right there. But um, he doesn't have the potential. He's just got to be He's just got to be more steady. I can't have a game where I'm getting 400 yards and five touchdowns and then 100 yards and three picks. Yeah, he was just up and down, and, you know, you do wonder with this offseason stuff how much that weighs on him uh, heading into the season. Uh, there's just there's there, there's an immense amount of talent. There's an immense amount of production. It's all consistency with JDL. All right, Brad Alice is a very cool guy, as is Rich Carrillo. You know what would make them even cooler if that's possible? Clint Moses has joined the chat, by the way. Shady Rays. Now, we make fun of Oregon State fans a lot on this show. If Oregon State fans, what they probably need, though, is cool sunglasses, though. This is what they should do. Exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code word PHNX for 50% off two-plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. All right. Linebacker should be the strength of the defense here, Brad. I believe that the linebacker unit is a B plus. We already know that Jacob Manu can play a little bit, obviously. Um, I'm banking on Justin Flo being solid. Leviticus Sua in there as well. Um, those are three players that I believe are legitimate starting level players, something that Arizona hasn't had them go to B plus. Uh, I'm going B. Um, there's, again, there, it's unproven. The interior deal. Here's my problem. I think there's more depth on the D line. Um, I've got, I've got one proven player at linebacker. Um, Justin mm-hmm. Flo did not do much at Oregon. A lot of that was injury. I mean, Leviticus Sewer obviously has an immense amount of talent. Um, Four star you know, kid, CIF player of the year. Yeah, uh, Daniel Himuli has has some uh, some ability, uh, but in reality. Flo or Manu's the only guy who's got it done. So I, it's got it's got huge upside. You could mm. we could figure out that they got five six linebackers out of that group. Ammon Allen could end up being a player. Uh, we just don't know. So to me, right. it's more of a it's more of a question mark because of lack of 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 evidence of production. So you're going to D minus. Talent is there. I'm not, I'm going I'm going B. Um, right. I, but you could if you tell me it ends up being a C group, I could see it. If you tell me it ends up being the an A group and the best on the defense. I believe that too. All right, let's move. Let's move to corners. Corners to me is fascinating. Now, again, these are all almost all projections right here. You lose Christian Roland Wallace, obviously. BCAT is the defense better uh, this year than last year. I believe it will be. I believe that this unit will be somewhere like seventh worst in the conference as opposed to worst. What do you say, Brad? Yeah, I mean it'll be a better unit overall, but whether. How much better? I don't. I just don't know. I mean, again, even at corner, if we're looking at our grades, I got still. I got to give it like a B minus, C plus because yeah. I don't. I don't know. I got to go C. I'm going C with the corners. Um, but there is some kind of like with linebacker. There's some real potential. Ephesians Prysock is the one player that Arizona needs to um, emerge into an all conference type guy. And there's no reason that he shouldn't be able to do that. Quite frankly. Um, Four-star kid. You watch him at practice. He moves differently than the other guys. He's huge, um, about six foot two. Opposite him will probably be Charles Yates out of Pierce. You got Traden Stooks in there as well. I'm going with the C unit. 
but I do believe that with um, I do believe with Ephesians Prysock in there, there's the potential for higher because I think he's got a lot of potential, William. Yeah, and I mean, I, I'm still a big fan of Takario Davis. Um, in fact, part of me hopes that he can win that job over um, Yates. And, and Yates is a weird guy because he's shown some ability. And I know the staff loves his tape, but he wasn't real pursued out of Juco. Right. Um, which makes you wonder, is this staff really, really good? Is this Tanner McLaughlin or is this, you know, Gunnar Cruz um, in evaluations? And I, I don't know. You know, Trenton Stukes, he's been a nice player, but I would have loved to see someone else come up and rise up and get that job. Right. You know, obviously um, they they kind of moved Warnell back out of that nickel spot. Um, you know, I know Celestine may never quite live up to what I hoped he'd be. Um, so, yeah, I think it's a group. It's not super deep, and uh, it's unproven. Rodrigo Diaz de Vivar, I believe, is an ASU fan, um, says B-plus compared to what? The rest of college football, that's where we're ranking it on. And I think that we both expect Arizona to have a top t- top 20 offense. Is that fair to say, William? Yeah, top 20, top 25. I think they did that last year. So. Yeah, for sure. It's better than ASU. Sorry, Rodrigo. Um, now, a uh, great point here by Rich Carrillo about Dwayne Aquino. We'll talk about that there in just a second because that is a very good point. Now, it's safety. Um, it's safety. It is interesting for me because I think some of this is addition by subtraction. Sure, he's a great kid. Christian Young was not good. Um, getting him out of there, I think, is a good thing. Um, you got uh, Jackson Turner, I thought was better. Jackson Turner obviously went on to UNLV. It's totally unproven. You got Isaiah Taylor, who's going to play a ton, Jason Taylor's kid. You've also got, um, excuse me, you got Gunnar Maldonado, who I thought sucked until he didn't suck um, towards the end of the season. He was solid there. Uh, Genesis Smith, I believe uh, Genesis Smith um, is the one with the most potential here. I think they'd like to see him start orig- uh, eventually. Uh, Everybody here is unproven, to be honest with you. So I got to go. I got to go C minus at best. It's there's all untapped potential right there. I'm going D to unproven otherwise. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, I and uh, they weren't good last year, right? And they're on paper not much improved this year. Um, maybe it's but addition by subtraction. Read CY addition by subtraction. Maybe chestnut checkers right here. Yeah, it could be. And again, if Genesis Smith is ready to play as a true freshman, if uh, Gunnar Maldonado's better than he was last year, if DJ Warnell kind of figures it out. But that's a lot of ifs. And as mm-hmm. good as Taylor was at times last year, he's pretty pretty inconsistent. Right. And, and frankly, the, as much as I hate to bash on the guy, I, I didn't I didn't think they looked extremely well coached last year. Um, hopefully, the combination of Chuck Cecil with Dwayne Aquina kind of uh, let's talk about Dwayne Aquina. I think Dwayne Aquina whisper. Dwayne Aquina is a huge addition to this staff because, honestly, you've got a lot of young coaches out there. I have no clue if Johnny Nansen's a good D.C. Nobody really does. But having somebody, having that wise sage like uh, uh, Dwayne Aquina back there that's seen everything brings me a little bit more uh, comfort, Brad, as opposed to if he wasn't here. Yeah, I mean, obviously Aquina's a proven commodity. The only thing he hasn't done really well is be an offensive coordinator. But I'm not sure Dick Toby would have let him be a great offensive coordinator. That was a tough year, man. Yeah, uh, but Aquinas, I mean, he's sent guys to the pros. He's had award winners. Um, he has coached DBs. He's coached defensive coordinator. Um, he can recruit. Uh, he was there's front, all, there's front no better at the youth defense, camps. There's no better defensive back resume in the country than Dwayne Aquina as a coach. Uh, 
maybe whoever's at Georgia right now. <laughs> but not no, it's, not it's going rare, that. Not doing it. Verified air. Right. I so if overall with the defense though, overall I'm giving them going into the year, I'm giving them a C minus, but I will take a C minus. If Arizona can have a B plus offense and a C minus defense, we're going bowling, my friend. Yeah, I'd say C minus with the potential to be maybe a C plus again. They're going to need to continue to bolster. And what's weird is just how many safeties has these last two staffs brought in? Right. And none of them have stuck. Right. Just none of them have stuck. And that's, I mean, remember the last Rich Rod class, I think, had five or six safeties. None right. of them stuck. Uh, someone brought in safety. They're bringing in safeties now. I just, none of them are sticking. And they have been able to find, you know, some of them have been okay. But they haven't stuck around, you know, whether CRW was okay at that, you know, uh, was it Scotty Young, um, the other Young, they were okay, but yeah, but they weren't, no, they weren't great, especially at a school that is underrated in these safeties it has brought in over the years. When you start with Al Bubba Gross, through Alan Durden, through Chuck Cecil, through Tony Bowie, through Braddon Sanders, uh, even Michael Johnson, uh, Michael Johnson, you know. Give me Jarvie Wooster on this team. Oh, Jarvie Wooster, spelled W-O-R-C-H-S-E-E-S-T. Oh, that guy could just, I mean, lay the wood. I mean, um, you know, heck, wouldn't any of us take an Adam Hall on this team? I actually thought Adam Hall before injury. I thought Adam Hall was going to be very, very good. We all did. Right. All right. Now, let's talk. Let's start. Now we're going to move. All right. Oh, and special teams. By the way, I go special teams. I go a B-plus right here. Love Ostendorp and Tyler Loop. All I ask from this, and I grew up in an era where we always had Steve McLaughlin or Matt Payton, so I took kicking for granted. After watching Zendejas, after watching some of those those guys who are kicking the ball into the butt of their linemen, um, all I need is somebody that is good from 43 yards in, and I will take it. Yeah, here's what here's what you need. You need comparable punting. You need a guy who can make field goals, yeah, 45 in, 43 in, and someone who can kick the ball out of the end zone when you ask him. And you need – bigger thing is you just can't give up bad field position on punts and kickoffs. I mean, that's the bigger thing. Do you have enough bodies out there to uh, to have a comparable kick return game? I don't even – not return game, uh, kick defense game. I don't even need big returns. I just need to not give up big returns. All right. Um So now we're going to move over to basketball because that's what we can do around here. Let's talk a little bit. Oh, uh, yeah, not Wilma Fontenet, Will Ray Fontenot right there. Cornerback. Will Ray was was more of a corner. Will Ray was definitely a corner. But you talk about some other guys during that era and and their names are going to escape. They had those two fire plug nickels. uh, Kelly Malvo? No, Malvo was a oh, going to kill me. Stoops era. They had uh, one of them actually got in trouble for a while, came back, but they had a couple really nice. They had a lot of nice safeties under uh, right. uh, under uh, Stoops. I, why their names are going to escape? Gonna, I'm going to blurt it out at about three thirty today and scare my kids. All right. Uh, hey, by the way, you want to know something that's really, really important right here? We have two circle K reads today. Not sure why we have two circle K reads today. One or, for each time I went on Sunday. Yeah, maybe. I mean, maybe that's what it is. Unless I'm uh, I believe I'm looking at this right. Uh, let's see here. All right. Well, circle K. Either way, circle K. Check it out. The best, uh, again, you can find William Brad Alice at many, many circle K's right there around the city. And again, Mountain or uh, Oracle and Grant. 
toughest area, you're going to find a Circle K right there. Make sure you're not missing out on all the great stuff. Right now, text PHNX to 31310 to join their SMS subscriber club and get a buy one, get one free Polar Pop. Head to CircleK.com slash store locator to find one near you. Okay. By the way, they're flexing on 7-Eleven and 7-Eleven. Yeah, that's what we do around here, Connor Johnson. You know what's up. Um, Arizona Hoops. Um, by the way, Brad, what is the worst basketball arena in the conference for basketball? Uh, is it Gill? The worst I've I've, been I've, to Gil. I've never been to any of the northern ones. Right. I have not been to Gill. I've not been to Mac. I've not been to the two in Washington. Um, and I haven't been to Colorado. So I of those, I don't know. Uh, of the worst in the South, and uh, you know, people are gonna think I'm trolling. It's ASU. It's ASU. Um uh well, I take that back. It, it was the sports ASU. arena, but now it's ASU. Um, and that's because Berkeley's underrated. It's a it's a weird little building, but it's underrated. But uh, I haven't been to Gill, and I haven't been to whatever bandbox Washington and State and Colorado play it. So I, I, I'm guessing it's Gill, but of the ones I've been to, it's 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 ASU, and maybe it's even better now. Maybe they spruced it up since last time I was there. But uh, last time I was there, it, it just looked old. All right. All right. Now let's talk about Arizona's basketball. Sorry, Jacob Franklin. Yes, I think I messed something up right there. Um, Arizona basketball now position grades. We're going to the point. First of all, the point guard, I am going a solid B. Now, with the with the solid B, it entails this. You've already got Kylan Boswell, um, who I think is going to be good, but we're not sure that it's going to be good. Then you've also got Jaden Bradley. I think between both of those, it's a solid B. What say you, William? Uh, yeah, I say B with the, with obviously high end potential to be a B and A, um, but right now it's a B. And Mike, I'm going to mute and turn my camera off. I'm going to get closer to my router because you're breaking up on me. I don't know how bad I've been lately, but I'm going to mute no, locations. Good. All right, uh, I will I'll, talk then, with you. I will talk. Then I'll with stay. You, uh, if, if you if you guys are hearing me fine, I'll stay. You're just breaking up a little bit, but I can hear you still. So we're good. You sound fine, Brad Alice. No, uh, Connor Johnson is not complaining. Um, but I go with solid B right there at that point guard spot, Brad. Yeah, it's a B, but it's got it's got five star potential with two guys, so I, it could be an A. But right now, it's a right. B. It's oh. unproven. Oh. One thing that we don't ever have to wonder about though is Mountain Mike's Pizza. Mountain Mike's Pizza. Brad Alice has been to Mountain Mike's Pizza before. This is correct. This is this is correct, correct, Brad? All right. Now you can head over to the MountainMikesPizza.com. Or to their Mesa Chandler locations to place your next order. Reminder, do new diehards get $50 voucher upon signing up. Check it out, Mo, uh, Mountain Mike's Pizza. Jordan Pope is not the best point guard in the conference. Um, now, but we go both We go both uh, B, solid B with the potential for an A for Arizona at the point guard spot. Correct, William? Yes. All right. Now, shooting guard, it gets interesting. I am going to go a B-plus right here. I am all in on Caleb Love. I believe Caleb Love slash Jaden Bradley at that position are going to be solid. And not only are they going to be solid, I think that Caleb Love is going to lead the team in scoring. I think he's going to be about 17 per game. I think he's going to be efficient. I am a big, big fan of Caleb Love. I think this could be the best unit on the team right here. I am going a solid B-plus with the potential for a solid A right else. If Caleb Love plays smarter and is not a ball-dominant ball hog, um, 
This could be an A group. He, he could be an All-American. And then when you factor in Bradley playing off guard, when you factor in Pella Larson, I'm going B+, plus, but this could be A. And again, Caleb Love has the ability and the experience. He could be a first-team All-American. He could also be a guy who shoots Arizona uh, out of the out of the tournament early. That That's the range there. But um, Caleb Love has a lot of upside. He's already done it. I mean, he's been a fringe, you know, All-American already in his career. All right, Mike and Brad, does uh, Love play defense? Well, we're about to find out if he'll play defense, but he is tough. Um, Connor Johnson says, football question, is Flo the proverbial leader of the defense? Um, no, I don't. I mean, I don't know. I, I would have a hard time saying he is. I think it's Jacob Manu right now. He's the most proven one. He's the one that's got the most uh, gravitas, Brad. What say you? I don't know. Flo's got that personality, though. I mean, he's true. already that's spearheading true. the recruitment. I mean, he's the guy jumping in the pool with the commits who's, uh, who are, uh, you know, committing. But, uh, um, you know, certainly, yeah, I, I, w- I would argue Manu's right there. And I'm guessing some of the uh, OGD linemen might be some some leaders there, too. All right. Now, at the, the small forward position there, I think it's solid. It's not great, but I think it's solid. The Swedish pinball, our guy, Pell Larson, I think is probably about a – he's a B player. He's uh, he can play defense. He can finish, but he's limited. He can't dribble. Um, and, uh, you know, that's always going to be a little bit of a limitation. He and Caleb Love, I think, split the time there. Maybe a little poly M in there as well. I think it's a B, but I don't think it has nearly the upside that the other pos- uh, positions do. Bro. Oh, William. I'm going to give it an incomplete. And that's because I don't know if you're going to see a traditional three man. Um, my guess is. Caleb Love is your third guard. I think they're going to start Bradley and and Boswell for most of the season. Um, I don't know what Polly M is going to do. I don't know if they're going to swing Kashad Johnson to the wing. I don't know if uh, a Philly BC is playing time. I don't know if Pella Larson steals the job. So right now, I'd say based upon um, those group of guys, it's a C plus with the potential to be anywhere from a D to an A. Right. Now, let's get to the Four Peaks right here. But first, Four Peaks Brew. Jacob Franklin coming in clutch as usual right here. Four Peaks. Right now, the Four Peaks for the U of A, we know for a fact who's going to play. You got uh, you got uh, Keyshaw Johnson. You've got Umar Ballo, leader of men. But after that, it's going to be interesting to see who the other Peaks that emerge. Keep in mind, Dylan Anderson lost his bike. We need that bike found because at this stage in the game, if that bike is not found, we don't know how he's going to go into the season with a clear head. We need to find that bike. But one thing, though, that you do know about Four Peaks is it's the official brew of PHNX Sports. Check out Four Peaks Brew or Four Peaks Pub to keep up with the latest on Arizona's hometown brewery. Must be 21 years or older to drink Four Peaks. Please drink responsibly. Going to solid B at the uh, power forward spot, mainly because I love Keyshawn Johnson. I think that this is a great pickup for the U of A. And not only is it a great pickup for the U of A, it adds a little bit of a toughness factor that Arizona did not have. Um, I don't know exactly who's going to play the four, but or excuse me, the five backing up Ballo in the four, but I love Keyshaw Johnson. I think he's going to play 30 minutes per game, giving it a solid B, Brad. I'm going B minus with the potential for A. Um, okay. Kashad Johnson, we know, is a solid, good player. Um, he could be very good. He could end up being a 12 and 8 guy. Um, he just didn't do it last year. Um, I don't know what we're getting out of Vasar, who, again, showed some flashes before hurting his ankle. 
I don't know what we're getting out of Poly M. Um, it's a deep group. It could have, it could be an A group, but right now I'm giving it the B minus B uh, with all kinds of potential. I don't. There's the 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 floor is very high though. That's the good news. The floor is Kashad Johnson is the same guy he was last year, and uh, Vasar is the same guy he was last year. And that's still an okay group. All right, now let's get to center. I'm going A- minus at the center position right here. Now, some of you guys might say that I'm stupid, but I'm not stupid, and it wasn't because I had too much OGs. By the way, OGs, people like William Brad Alice that can't sleep, OGs. Don't miss what uh, doesn't miss when it comes to flavor and effect. You can get your pink lemonade gummies while you can. Check out OGs online at OGsbrands.com and on Instagram at OGsbrands. You can also find their products at your local dispensary. Must be 21 years or up. Um 21, I believe this is the Tommy Lloyd's best team. We will end with that in a second. I'm going A-minus, though, Brad. You're bringing back Umar Ballo, leader of men, 14-8. and eight. You've sold me on Mount Crevis as well. I believe between Crevis, Dylan Anderson with the bike, and um, uh, Henry Vasar, I believe that this should be an A unit here at that center position. It's an A. Umar Ballo alone is, is pretty much an A. Um, right. I mean – He's undervalued, I think, not only nationally, but I think by Arizona fans. Right. Like I, was, I agree. What was he last year? 14 and 8, 14 and 9? Right. Um, he was really, really good. He got overshadowed by his, his, his line mate. Um, you, so he's, let's say he's 30 minutes a game, uh, identical to last year. You tell me you can't carve out 10 minutes out of those other three guys? Yeah, I think this is, this is, I think the, front line the post the two post plays have a potential to be one of the best and deepest in america um i agree they just we get need to see i mean a kasha johnson umar balo line together is a b plus like, you know i gave power forward a b minus but the two of them factored together um i again i like crevis i know a lot of people like poly m i think vasar is going to be better I still like the potential of Dylan. Anderson. Do we worry about Dylan Anderson's mindset though? If he doesn't have his bike back, uh, I worry more about his mindset. If he's the sixth big man. Fair enough. We got to get the bike back though. We got to make the bike happen. Uh, Rodrigo Diaz, Dave Ivar. Great question. That we'll end with how about coaching Tommy Lillia's elite during the regular season, but underperformed in the tournaments. That's, that's the next step for him. I mean, let's be honest here that uh, the team with Ben Matherin, that team, I know they made the Sweet 16, but that team underachieved in the uh, in the postseason. They had one good half against Wright State and generally looked like crap. Otherwise, they looked like poo against Princeton as well. People like Rich Carrillo are saying you need a tougher team out here. I believe, to answer uh, 21, I believe this is Lloyd's best team on paper because I believe that it's the toughest team on paper. Uh, this is the year that Tommy Lloyd's team needs to play better in the tournament. Yeah, they need uh... – they need to perform at or above their seed um, and whatever that is. Um, and again, I will temper these, ex, you know, I, I, Lloyd's going to learn. I mean, people for, people like to bash on Miller. Sean Miller was amazing in the tournament at the beginning of his Arizona career. Huh? Um, and they got worse. So guys learn, guys develop, guys have ebbs and flows. Um, obviously having to escape by the, 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 the hair of your chin against TCU, TCU. Not good. Getting, getting beat up by Houston, not good. Losing to Princeton, I don't care how good that Princeton team is. Being tied with Wright State in the first half when you're a 16 and against or one against a 16, not yeah, good. So uh, no, it's it's 
I, you know, I think if you're giving Tommy Lloyd grades, uh, his in-state tournament's probably a D, D minus. Um, right. But all it takes is one really good run, and we all forget it. All right. One last thing, too, again, that you don't want to forget again. Lots of reads here. I messed this up a little bit. Oh, geez, again. Flavoring life is what OGs is all about, and they make it so easy with their wide range of flavors and functions. No matter what it is, you need OGs Gummy has it. Check out OGs online at OGs Brands and on Instagram at OGsBrands.com. You can also find their products at your local dispensary. Must be 21 years or older. Uh, and again, enjoy responsibly. All right, Brad. So overall, with Arizona football, I am giving it going into this year when you combine both factors – I am giving it a B minus overall that team, this is a team to me that should win seven games. I'm giving overall with Arizona basketball an a minus. I believe this is going to be the Tommy guns, best team by the end of the year. What say Brad Alice. Yeah, I'm going to go B minus with the, the football team. And you know what? I think right now I would say B plus for the, but I, I have faith in this basketball team. So I'm going to say a minus. Um, right. like you, I think, you know, I think when we, it all shakes out, uh, Arizona football is going to win six or seven foot games, I doubt eight, but maybe eight. And I think the basketball team is going to be a, a four seed or better. All right. He's the great Brad Alice. Tomorrow we got Mr. Triple Double himself, Matty M, Matt Muehlbach coming on a fellow Kansas city, uh, pride of Kansas city, like William Brad Alice. You and, just said you you need to find the, the smartest Chiefs fans uh, who speak U of A in town, and somehow I got double booked instead of Matt. We got it. We got it back to back right there. That's how we do it right there. Mike, send Brad a 12-pack of kilt lifter. The man is overworked and underappreciated, but he's not underappreciated on this show. For the great William Brad Alice, I am Mike Luke, Jacob Franklin behind the scenes. We'll be back with you tomorrow. You've been listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast.